TBRI. 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 Trust-based relational intervention. TBRI is an attachment-based trauma-informed intervention that is designed to meet the complex needs of vulnerable children. TBRI uses empowering principles to address physical needs, connecting principles for attachment needs, and correcting principles to disarm fear-based behaviors. While TBRI is based on years of attachment, sensory processing, and neuroscience research, the heartbeat of TBRI is connection. Hello and welcome to the TBRI podcast. You're listening to Season 5, Episode 8. On this show, we talk all about TBRI, or Trust-Based Relational Intervention. We talk about different elements of the model itself, and also about how TBRI is applied in various systems of care and practice. Today is part two of our TBRI coffee chat with Sarah Mercado and Kimberly Glotty, who have low, even more answers to the questions submitted by our listeners. If you haven't had the chance to listen to the first part of this episode yet, Go ahead and pause this episode and go back and catch the first one. Because of the timing of the questions, we're actually starting this episode right in the middle of a multi-part question that came from a listener, so we don't want you to miss any of that. Friends, this is actually our last episode of season five of the podcast, but don't you worry, we are already hard at work on season six. In a couple of months, you can be on the lookout for some really fun, insightful episodes from our team and new features, such as podcast videos on our YouTube channel and transcripts of each podcast episode. Friends, thank you so much for listening this season, and please enjoy this last conversation with Kim and Sarah. And the the idea of like, if we're empowering and if we're connecting, then we don't need correcting, which... I mean, I think we can safely say we do need correcting still because mm-hmm. we because things go wrong. I mean, they just are. Even even when I'm empowered and I'm connected, sometimes I, I don't always behave correctly. Um, and Get so by yourself. No, no, I, I don't <laughs> think so. Um, and I do believe that Dr. Purvis and Dr. Cross kept the correcting strategies in there because we will need them. Um, so she's coming back around to the, like, how do we do that, that type of correction when something goes wrong to the point of all F's? Um, And then we'll, we'll keep working through this question, but let's pick it apart. I'll tell a great story. This is one of my favorites. This is one where I literally, like felt TBRI in real time when my straight A daughter, my daughter who gets straight A's, came home with two F's on her report card. And when I asked her about it, she looked at me like, why are you even talking to me? Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. sent me to a place. Right, right. <laughs> um, and, and, and then when I started to like react because she looked like she was not phased by my questioning or my initial punishment, then you know, I bring out the heavies and continue to punish her in the worst ways that I can think of in that moment right. to, to punish her, to hurt, really. Um, and I felt it in my body. I was mm-hmm. just, you know, I got really tense. I'm yelling. I mean, yelling. And I really don't do that. I was way out of out of character, right? Mm-hmm. That moment 
took me out of character. Um, I literally had to leave the home to regulate, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Air and walking is good for me. It took a long walk, took care of myself, took a nap, and then the next morning tried again. Right. And, and then I didn't tell her anything. I asked her, baby, what's going on? Because mm. what I know is you are an A student. Mm -hmm. F's don't make sense. Help me understand what's going on. So again, I was able to be curious and connect with her in that place mm -hmm. wherein she tells me, you know, she was missing her mommy, mm. you know, and I'm out doing a lots of other things and she felt ignored, which <laughs> she's my child. I can understand that. Right. Right. Um, we don't like, I don't like to be ignored. I don't like to feel ignored. She was, she felt, um, you know, she needed her mommy. Mm -hmm. Now that's ultimately that was the answer. There was a few steps in between there. And so I'm like, oh, I get that. I, mm -hmm. I get that. And so what do I do? I could choose to, y'all, I'm telling you, my consequence was, I think it was just like first quarter. And so I told her she was on social punishment until the end of the school year. <laughs> As in, you can't go to any party, any basketball games, any football games, oh, nothing. Don't even ask. Just come right home after school. Punish for yourself. Six months, for six months. <laughs> <laughs> but that didn't make any sense. And mm -hmm. that wasn't her need. Right. And if I would have done that, she would have just further spiraled and again, felt even more disconnected. Like you're not even hearing me. So mm -hmm. not only do you not see me, you're not even hearing me. And so what do I do? Oh, we go have mommy daughter dates. Mm -hmm. I pull her in close. Mm -hmm. Now we gonna sit down and her, her punishment or correction was, oh, my darling, you get to make up all that work. Mm -hmm. Make it hey, up. Hey, I don't care if you're not even getting a grade for it. Make it up. Right. So that you're not missing out on any of that learning. So next quarter, you still get to, uh, you know, you know all the information for finals and things like that. So her consequence was, you know, when she could be doing something else, watching TV, taking a nap, you know, doing her nails or something, she's got mm -hmm. makeup work to do. And right. that was enough. Yep. Yep. That was enough. Yeah. And it might be that, that I'll sit here with you while mm -hmm. we do this, right? Bringing them close. I love that you said that, you know, I brought her in close. Mm -hmm. What she needs is more of me. Now, yeah. I think it's it's back to the constantly looking for that need behind the behavior. So if somebody brings home all Fs and we know that they're capable of more than that, then we have an unmet need. Something is going on. We have an unmet need. We have some fear, we, right? Like, especially for our kids that are in care, because you know what I can't care about if I don't know where I'm spending the night tonight, if I don't mm. know where my mom is or how she's doing, if, you know, if, if my siblings are disconnected from me, I really don't care about geography. I couldn't care less. Like I have got bigger things to worry about. And so sometimes, it's giving information to help bring, bring felt safety so the kid can even sit in the classroom and learn, right? Mm -hmm. Like we can't care if we don't have felt safety, 
we cannot learn. Uh It will not happen, right? Like, and so it's one of the things that challenges me the most about TBRI is when something is going wrong with a kid, what do I need to do differently versus Uh what do I need to expect them to do differently? So if I'm going to say, you're not ever going to another social event ever, um, which I'm going to tell you, I've done the same thing. Um, (laughs) And then had to rewind is, is instead of speaking out of my fear, I need to Mm. speak safety in. So how can I help you feel safe? How can I help you feel calm? How can I help your stress system calm down? So you can even think about what that assignment is tonight, because you go from surviving all day at school to coming home, knowing I'm ready to fuss and fight with you over your grades. And and you still can't listen and learn because you're in your downstairs mm-hmm. brain because you're living in fear all the time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I always try to say like when something bubbles up and and listen, uh, I admitted before this, every single time you and I record, something seems to go a little awry with my response <laughs> to a child's need in my home. Fine. <laughs> Yesterday it happened. Um, is is But what is happening with me? Mm-hmm. And then how do I help bring that safety? Because because if I bring fear, which is usually what it is, I'm afraid that you're not going to have this, or you're not going to get to do this, or you're not going to write whatever the thing is. A couple of years ago, it was, we're not going to graduate. That's my fear. Mm-hmm. And they don't need my fear. They already have enough. Oh, so, say it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And we have to bring yes. safety to them. Yes. And if we're honest, this is what I'm seeing so much, even as I bring TBRI into the therapeutic room and spaces that a lot of our unwanted behaviors are driven Mm -hmm. by fear. Mm -hmm. At the core and at the essence of those unwanted behaviors Mm -hmm. is fear. Mm -hmm. And us having the the ability to see that um, and respond from that place Mm -hmm. instead of a, re- a place of reaction. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can just get so much further, faster, and 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 stay connected. I think that that's the key, right? Mm-hmm. When we can see it as fear, we're able to we're able to stay connected right. to not only that child, um, but to their need and not our own our own stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and an, another fear when we talk about a kid bringing home all Fs could be success. Mm. They don't know how to be successful. Yep. You know what I mean? So just thinking about like the big picture, because oftentimes we'll we'll hear back when we get into like kind of the fear state of like, they're deliberately doing this. They know how to do the work. They're just not doing the work. Okay, why? Right. Why keep looking, keep digging, stay curious, not furious is mm-hmm. just, just keep digging because there's mm-hmm. something under there that's driving the behavior. And if it were us, what would it be? Right. Ooh, if yeah. I start to become apathetic in my work, why am I doing that? What's driving my behavior? Mm-hmm. Same for our kids. Something's mm-hmm. driving it. Okay. Last part about the question is um, what about things like rewards and um, um, privileges? So it's a privilege to have a cell phone or it's a privilege to get to go out with your friends on Saturday night, or it's a privilege to have a TV in your room or, you know, whatever. Um, what about things like rewards? If you maintain all week on Friday night, we have pizza or, you know, whatever. Talk to me. Okay. Now I may get in trouble for this, but this is, (laughs) this is my take. If we see our kids, 
as precious and wonderful people that are valued and esteemed and loving, then I would want to give those to them anyway. Yeah. Who preach? If that, if, I mean, think about it. When, when I'm really proud or even more proud of my children or my husband or my dog, whoever it is, what do we naturally do? We give, mm-hmm. right? We want to mm-hmm. show them with us an extra hug, more mommy time, more uh, let's go shopping, let's go on vacation, um, I don't, whatever it is, we want to give to show our um, affection towards them and show how we are feeling. So, so then, if our rewards come at times, or if we're or we're managing rewards, then I'm just curious. I don't I don't know. What 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 are your thoughts, Sarah? <laughs> <laughs> what are your well, thoughts? I, I have a hard time because I think our kids live in so much shame. Yeah. And so I have a hard time of, of connecting anything to performance for them. And so I want to spend time with them because they are precious human beings yeah. and, and they need that truth. They are precious human beings, even when they're driving us nuts, even uh-huh. when we don't know where they are, even when they scare the bleepity bleep 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 out of us, right? Mm-hmm. Like they need to know that they are precious and they are valued beyond, beyond nothing else. You know, if mm-hmm. my girls were to miss curfew and come home late, um, that draws a ton of fear in me, mm-hmm. right? And so it's really easy for me to come at that with fear as opposed to protection, which mm-hmm. is the, the real deal is I'm scared. So Mm -hmm. like our rule was like, we never had a hard and fast curfew, which that might be upsetting some of our listeners. Um, Our deal was before they left the house that I knew what time they were going to be home, whether it was nine o'clock, 10 o'clock or midnight. Um, But the rule was, if you're going to be late, you text your mama 15 minutes ahead of time, because 15 minutes is how long it's going to take you to get home. And that's when I start to worry. And what we don't do is worry our mama. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was always the rule in our house was you don't worry your mama. And that's mm-hmm. a respect. Like you respect your mom by not allowing her to worry. And so we had an, you know, an idea of of coming home. But if they if they missed it for any reason, they knew what was happening. They yeah. knew I was worried and and they were apologizing because they are we are connected because they understood that it wasn't a way of catching them doing something wrong because mm-hmm. they didn't have to earn my affection or my love. It came naturally, right? And so our kids who have had so much rupture and pain in their life and rupture in relationships need to be able to come home to us as safe people that it's not contingent on performance. And I yeah. always feel like rewards are contingent on performance. Mm-hmm. We're going to have Friday night pizza and movie night every Friday night, every yeah. Friday night, because yeah. you know what? We survived another week. And sometimes yeah. that means one kid got all A's and that means one kid got all C's, but we're going to celebrate that here we are back together as a family, celebrating our connection and our affection for one another yeah. Um, through pizza and whatever. So yeah. I have a, it's the, it's the belief system that yep. I think can be really compromised by rewards yep. and, 
and privileges and and you know what the privileges that you're um you, you know it's it shouldn't be a privilege to be a part of a family Ooh, it, it not, that, that no part you know <laughs> and I feel like we're saying you get to be closer to me is a privilege no no that's a need that is an absolute need yes because so, it goes back to self-worth Right. right. Yes. It We're goes all the way back to self-worth. Yep. If yep. I can't do, if I can't perform the way mm -hmm. you expect me to perform and I don't get that reward, then, then who am I? Right. What good am I? Right. Absolutely. And that just is a roller coaster ride. We do yep. not want our kids to get on. No. We don't want to be the person who puts them on that ride. Right. It is so hard to get off. Right. Yeah. No, we, yes, you're right. They deserve, they deserve love. I think one of my favorite Karen Purvis sayings, one of my favorite is that our kids des deserve to know that they are, are valued, that they are precious in the sunshine and in the rain and in the rain in the storm in the tornadoes and in the just okay overcast days mm -hmm. that that never ever ever changes and there's nothing that they could do or not do mm -hmm. for us to not see them as precious do period. or not do yeah yeah right? do or not do you or not do. And I, I just mm -hmm. think, and I think like it's important for us, Kim, to also say like this carries into schools, this carries uh -huh. into residential. Uh -huh. I mean, yes, it should not be a privilege to, to be a part of a family. It, it mm -hmm. should not be a privilege either to be loved and cared for by people that sign up to love and care for you, uh -uh. right? Like that is an expectation. And if we sign up to do this work with these kids, then we are signing up to the the privilege is ours right mm -hmm. like we get to be in relationship with them and 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 they should be able to operate freely in that and mm -hmm. not with some expect some performative expectation right like they've been told they failed their whole lives when they end up there mm -hmm. you end up outside of your family and and that's brutal in any capacity whatsoever mm -hmm. and so i think i just think as adults and the adult that are, are caring for these kids, that we have a huge responsibility to be truth tellers into who they yes. really are, yeah. not who they have to earn to be in our presence, not the, yeah. that it's a privilege to be with us, but, but who are yeah. you for real? Yeah. F to, to be loved is not a privilege. To be loved is not a privilege. Not a, that's not a, to feel loved is not a privilege. No. To feel connected no. is not no. a privilege. That, no. is, that is a part of our humanity. Absolutely. And I think like just to back up a little bit before we, we move on, I feel certain that Rebecca did not ask that question. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thinking <laughs> that we were going to go into relationship be being privileges, right? Like, so I don't want her to feel about that answer in some kind of way. I, I know that her intention was probably of cell phone as a privilege and things like this, but but if we have to earn it, with something that's outside of our capabilities, then that's not a fair thing to earn anyway, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. if I was expected to be an astronaut and go to the moon tomorrow, um, that's not gonna end well, right? So the, <laughs> you might as well sit out there. Right, yeah, like I'll just, I'll be over here watching that rocket take off. But you know what I mean? Like we gotta stay within what our, yeah. our kids are capable of and we have yeah. to celebrate them, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah for sure. Okay. I Listen, think okay, have... I, I'm, I'm going to 
I don't know. I don't know what question we're supposed to do next, but I feel like that is a good segue into Kayla's question. What do you think? Okay. Uh, I love it. I love it. So Kayla asked, are the TBRI techniques preparing our kids for a world that is not TBRI friendly? Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I want to start with I just recently heard a client say this. Um, She was referring to uh, her father and she's an adult and was having a conversation with her father about their relationship. Um, And her father told her, I was hard on you. Um, I was hard on you to prepare you for a world that is hard. And now here's this adult child who feels totally disconnected, unseen and unloved by her father in a world that's still hard. Right, right. And so when I saw that question, that that client immediately came to mind. Um, in this whole idea of how we treat people in preparation for the world out there. Mm-hmm. What, do you, yeah. what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's it's such an interesting question. One time I was, we used to do a trauma-informed classrooms training and mm-hmm. I had a gentleman and, and you know, what my favorite people in the training are the ones that are having a hard time with it. Mm-hmm. And he raised his hand because I was one of them. So I understand that journey. Um, he raised his hand and he said, you know, so when, when this kid becomes a brain surgeon, he may not just be able to take a 10 minute break because he's dysregulated. And all I could say to him was, I'm so delighted that you believe so much in this child that you think he could be a brain surgeon. Um, And then I realized I never really um, answered his question, but it is true that our world is a hard world. And I think that, you know, Uh, right now we have so much exposure to everything in our world that is hard that we didn't know about before. I think about like, Mm -hmm. you know, we used to have to like sit down and watch the news. Now we can like literally swipe on the phone and it's all right there coming at us at a million miles an hour. Um, You know, our kids and me as an adult, I need a soft place to land in this hard world. Mm -hmm. I need a place to go where I can be okay in the hard world. Now, if if I am paying attention to what I'm teaching these kids through the lens of TBRI, then they're going to understand structure and nurture. I'm not just nurturing them. They're not getting all redos, right? Like sometimes they're getting a consequence. Sometimes the the quote unquote real world is out there um, and, and they're, experiencing that as they move through life with a caregiver who's saying, come to me when you're in distress, not go away and be alone in distress. The world is distressing. And Mm -hmm. I think we all need a soft place to land that when the world becomes hard, I'm not saying we don't prepare them, right? We have to teach our kids how to be safe out in the world. Um, I also firmly believe that the techniques and the skills that we are teaching through TBRI are teaching our kids how to regulate. We're Uh teaching them how to do positive relationships 
So in the real world, they can function in a way that gets their needs met. Mm -hmm. So for example, I have a, a kid who's out in the workforce and she knows how to have a healthy relationship and set boundaries with her coworkers. She knows how to be respectful of her manager. She knows how to call in an appropriate amount of time and how to stay out of trouble from just skipping work, right? Like she's gained all of these skills. She's learned how to be in relationship with a combative customer. She knows how to do that without getting dysregulated and into a fight, right? And mm -hmm. so- the TBRI techniques, in my opinion, and, and the, the skills that we learn and how we teach people to use respect and be in relationship, how to set boundaries that are healthy with other people and, and how to, to manage hard relationships does prepare our kids actually for mm -hmm. the real world far more than I raised you in a hard way so that you can manage this world because because really no skills are taught at that point. Mm -hmm. And then you're out there without a safety net. Yep. It's just like hard begets hard. Right. I agree. I think TBRI is the way we teach the kids how to be in a hard world. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It is, it is helping them to understand, you know, how they are feeling. Am I in the red? Am I in the blue? Am I in the green? Where? How mm -hmm. am I okay to go to work today? Right. Mm -hmm. Am I okay to have this conversation today? Right now? Do I need to wait? What do I need to do to get my body and brain in a space to have that hard conversation mm -hmm. with a loved one, with a, a, an employer, with their child, whomever it is? Um, so I, I think you're right. I think um, TBRI uses all of the ways, teaches the techniques and skills um, to, to help kids be and I also remember this is like when they experience a healthy connection, right? Mm -hmm. That is one healthy connection that that bell cannot be unrung. They know what it right. feels like to be safe. So when mm -hmm. they get into unsafe relationships, when something feels a little funky and weird, like this ain't all the way right. This is not how Miss Sarah spoke to me. This is mm -hmm. not how they treated me at that other job. They have a lens. They have a baseline for what good looks like. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, right. I, I, I sometimes used to share in practitioner training when I would tell my own journey of being in a really horrible marriage. And I didn't know how horrible it was until mm -hmm. I had seen good. And I'm like, right. oh my goodness, I put up with some shenanigans all that time, <laughs> but I did not know, right? right? But moving mm -hmm. forward, I mean, I won't have any more forwards, but I know what healthy relationship looks like. Right. We need to teach our kids that when they're in our home, in our classroom, mm -hmm. when we encounter them in the hospital, where, wherever, um, what healthy relationship looks like. So they can have a framework for it so they can have um you know that experience for how they move so when they get in the hard world they say mm -mm, yeah i deserve yeah. more i almost think this this goes back into the question about consequences and all that and i think maybe there is some misunderstanding because we want people we do we want people to empower these kids and we want them co to connect right and i think sometimes um, when we talk about a, a world that's not TBRI friendly, we're thinking about all of the, the nurturing parts of TBRI without thinking about the structure parts of TBRI. And so I think it's important to know that, you know, there are 
there's there's circumstances that we can't and shouldn't get our kids out of, right? Like sometimes we could do a mm-hmm. phone call to the school and they will feel less of the 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 quote unquote pain of, of the consequences of their action, right? Like they show up in, in May and they want to write an F. Well, you may not be able to do that, right? Like that that may be a natural consequence that you just mm-hmm. can't get it done. It's too mm-hmm. late in the year. Um, and so I think keeping in mind, I, I do think this idea of um, will will TBRI prepare our kids for a, a world that's not TBRI friendly is to ensure that we're using all of the tenets of TBRI with our kids, which, you know, very natural consequences play into that high structure plays into that um, having a safe place to go plays into that developing uh, regulation strategies plays into all of mm-hmm. that. And so um, I, I literally listened to uh, my daughter had an unmet need at her job and she called the manager and said, I don't know how to do this thing. And I feel like I'm not being trained to do it, but I'm being asked to do it. Ooh. Well, that's, that's pretty good, right? Like that's pretty what? good. She okay, said, I'm get- Sarah, I her have- baby well, yes. listen, it's a wing and a prayer over here. I also completely <laughs> failed with her yesterday, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> so we have some balance happening too, but here's the thing. She could have just quit her job. Absolutely. Said, They're not teaching me how to do this. I'm getting dysregulated. I'm getting frustrated. I'm having a hard time managing the chaos and the environment, blah, blah, blah. Right. That's a real world solution to a real world problem. Absolutely. And, and that's what we want for our kids to have, yeah. no matter what the magnitude of the problem is. Yeah. Or the kids will just say, I don't like that job anymore. Right. They right. can't even articulate that they right. really have a need. Right. So again, teaching our kids self-awareness, mm-hmm. you don't like the job. Oh, it's really that you don't know how to do something and you don't know how to ask. Well, that's what we teach in TBRI. When we're running nurture groups, use your Mm -hmm. voice. What is your, right? Mm -hmm. What is your need? All of those things um, absolutely come into play. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Kim, for you, my friend, can we chat a little bit about the need for playful engagement I feel like it, you know, it's their first level of response. I feel like a lot of us like to skip over that. Um, and I think some of us that we don't know how, mm-hmm. right? Like I, I sometimes don't know how to play at that level without being sarcastic or mm-hmm. sassy or disrespectful to the kid. That can be a thing just for me personally. Um, when, when we're thinking about different kids, different personalities, right? We all have our own play personalities. Um, their great book, I think, believe it's by Stuart Brown out there called Play. Mm-hmm. Um, I encourage people to check that out. You can find it in our show notes. Um, how would you encourage people to start to learn about how to do playful engagement, right? Like the wheels are not, have not fallen off. Like maybe a screw fell out of the wheel. We're just at very early stages of something going awry, mild disrespect, something like that. Yeah. Um, I, well, since you're listening to the podcast, I would highly encourage you to check out that book because I was late to the game and it was a game changer for me. Like I thought I didn't play because my scope of playing was very limited. I thought play was laugh, lots of laughter and physical activity and playing Mm -hmm. hide and seek. And I'm like, I don't, I ain't got time for that. Um, so I'm like, go do that with someone else. <laughs> go do that with someone else. 
but there are many, there are several different styles of play. So I really, really, really hope you check out that resource um, and then see what your style is and lean mm -hmm. into that. Um, um, and then you can also be aware of your kiddo's style or the kiddos in your classroom and make sure you are um, encouraging that style of play because in any of the styles where we are playing, we are disarming fear. Kids are not mm -hmm. in, in that fear part of their brain. Um, so don't skip over it. No, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> period. Don't, don't do it. Um, find a style, find what works for you. Um, are you more of a um, kind of inquisitive person? Do you like puzzles? Do you like whodunits um, and things like that? You can um, be creative in how, in how that looks in the style of play. Mm -hmm. um, and this is for, I would say also though, this is for, um, again, organizations, when we just talked about that, when, when kind of things are crazy and awry, pause and play. Um, this is for relationships, right? As in the space that I'm in, if you and your uh, adult kiddos, um, you know, you're just feeling a, a little disconnected, or maybe you guys have just come out of a hard season, like pause and play. It is such a powerful tool, a powerful tool um, that we, that we don't, I think, value as much. And, you know, that looks like different things. Quick story. This is sound, this may sound crazy, but I just realized it's related to this question. Um, uh, last year in June, I buried my father mm -hmm. and this is the crazy part. That's not the crazy part. This is the crazy <laughs> part. That evening, my family went out and listened to live music mm. and we danced. Now, some people might be thinking like, okay, what, what's that all about? Mm -hmm. But we could have chosen to be in just a somber, 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 heavy place mm -hmm. or choose to realize it is what it is. We're okay. And we have a way to bring ourselves out of that place. Mm -hmm. Even if it was for a moment, mm -hmm. right? It helped the season go by. Um, some people judge, but it's okay. I realized it was our way of playing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Our way of not being fearful, like, oh my God, what does tomorrow look like? What does this look like? What da, 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 da. No, we're going to stop in a moment. We're going to connect, mm -hmm. right? We're going to enjoy the the good parts of our dad and remember and play and he loved music mm. right and so play looks different right right play looks different for different people it's really behind the message behind it mm -hmm. no matter how you do it make sure you are connecting you are out of that fear state um because because there's it's it's a powerful tool mm -hmm. And I, and I think it's important to know, like when you talked about like your play personality, like when I don't, I literally like shudder at the word crafts. I do not like to do crafts. Yeah. It's, it's really hard for me. I am not, it's not an excellent way for me to be um, 
creatively expressive because I don't enjoy it. I don't like glitter and I don't <laughs> like, think, like I, I, I literally, I, I think it's like a direct testament to God's sense of humor that I had two little girls that love crafts. Like it was like, <laughs> and so we would do that, but no glitter because that was just too far. Too much, um, too much. But I don't enjoy that. So my go-to when I need to pause and play should not be crafts because mm-hmm. that feels like work to me and it stresses me out because I don't I don't enjoy it, right? Now, if I have a kid that that's their play personality, then I need to be mindful about how do I carve out time and space where we can do that together and it doesn't create stress. But if mm-hmm. it's a stressful moment where I'm like, we need to pull out play, then for me, it's like, we need to probably bounce on a trampoline. See, I like the outdoor physical kind of kind of play stuff so that's good for me and then I wanted to um, also just touch base on like a couple of different ideas of playful engagement for a couple of different ages of kids so Mm -hmm. when when we're when we're starting to get into a little bit of the levels of response and you know we're we've we've kind of pulled out play and we're not we're still trying to kind of keep that train moving and keep the train on the tracks I know a couple of somebody asked I believe it was um Megan maybe asked for a couple of suggestions and I was trying to think of like you know if I have a a kid that doesn't want to go to do the next thing or whatever I might turn that into a race Mm -hmm. whose shoes run faster even right Mm -hmm. so I might try to just plug them in but thinking about when you're doing play you're doing that out of connection so when I'm coming into this playful engagement piece of those levels of response as as things you know we're on the cusp of dysregulation yeah but we can we can manage that by bringing them back to us in, in some kind of playful fashion so I might try to do a race or I might try to engage with them about their cool shirt that they're wearing as we're walking away to do the next thing or you know if it's a teenager I might ask them their favorite song and like do you want to dance it out as we as we do the dishes or whatever it is they're they're refusing to do right so so just thinking about bringing kind of that play and their interest back around during those times is a great way to to reconnect and and keep that train on the track because nobody wants to do the dishes right Mm -hmm. but sometimes if we either try to do it as fast as we can or we do it to the music we like right like it become kind of become not a place of of combativeness but a pace mm-hmm. place of connectedness so, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. thinking about that yeah I love that and remember if you're you know talking about kiddos in care um, don't forget a lot of them some of them may not have had the opportunity to experience play at younger ages so I remember when we I worked with teen girls 16 17 we would absolutely bring out dolls mm-hmm. and do their hair and it was wonderful or the, the one that blew my mind was they would spend hours with sidewalk chalk. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just sidewalk chalk. And I'm like, are you serious? Yep. Okay. Low bar, unless you have a aversion to sidewalk chalk, then you probably right. wouldn't be, want to be on that team. <laughs> but just, just be again, um, in a creative space and an exploratory space. What, what does this, look like mm-hmm. um and the different styles it can just look different for different people but yeah. it is in a way of connection so I would sit down sidewalk chalk is not my thing crafts is not my thing but I figured that was kind of in the middle I could just kind of doodle mm-hmm. on the sidewalk right, right next to them and talk right. like don't ask me to draw a a, a bunny or a dog then I get no. dysregulated if I can mm-hmm. doodle 
Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I maybe get a rainbow, right. but, um, but I can connect with you in that way. It's like, Same. you don't bring out the glitter. I may do a little something as no. long as there's no glitter. No, hard pass, hard pass on the glitter. <laughs> Sticks to you for weeks, man. That glitter gets everywhere. <laughs> Hate it. Just thinking about it. Um, Kim, I could literally talk to you all day long. I, I want to like just keep going. Um, so I hope that you'll come back again. I hope we can open up the the mailbox for some more questions in the future and and continue to learn and and steal your wisdom, learn from you and steal your wisdom because it is so much fun to chat with you. Thank you for Isn't being it here fun? today. Isn't it fun? Well, we didn't have any coffee. I guess you'll have to invite me back because this is like a coffee chat. So yes, absolutely. We'll real do it over coffee. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too old to drink coffee at this time of day. I won't sleep. <laughs> so we're going to schedule the next one at 8 a.m. <laughs> All right, my friend. Thank Let's you. Thank stay, you. Stay connected. <laughs> stay connected. Ne- till next time. The TBRI podcast is produced by the Karen Purvis Institute of Child Development at TCU. To learn more about TBRI and the resources mentioned in this episode, please visit child.tcu.edu slash podcast.